What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks. For this week's event, Rosenstruck vs. Gone takes place on Saturday. Going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week, as always, here on the Mayo Media Network. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel, like the video, comment below who your favorite DraftKings play of the slate is. we got a lot of great content coming out here on the channel, not just with MMA, but of course there is the Dogger Pass podcast with Paul Shaughnessy, Cody Safdick. I'm doing quick picks. Mad Lab's got the main event breakdown. There's a lot of great stuff here. So uh, thanks again to Pat and his team for hosting us on the Mayo Media Network. And without further ado, let's just get into the quick picks here. Coming off a decent week. Uh, Curtis Blades was our cash game play. Of course, that was a disappointing result. Tournament play was Chris Dawkins. He came through with an early knockout. The salary play uh, was funny. I think I talked about how I, I, you know, my fingers crossed that none of the picks that I gave out were going to end up um, chopped off the board. Fight canceled, and immediately after I sent the video out, Pat Sabatini, that fight got canceled. So apologies for not having a salary play last week. Fate of the week was... Ketlin Vieira, and she lost, so that came through. And this week, I got four more plays for you, and let's start off cash game play with Magomed Ankalaev at 9.3K. All right, cash game should be interesting this week. Um, obviously, Surreal Gone is going to be is going to be a very popular play at 9K as the main event favorite. I don't have any problems with him. This top range is tricky, though. The other fighter I really like in general is Ankalaev at 9.3K. He is minus 370 to beat Nikita Krylov. That is the biggest favorite on the slate. And Krylov brings a high pace. Um, I don't expect this to be a boring fight. 32 of Krylov's 34 professional fights have ended inside the distance. Ankalaev, I think, is one of the more talented uh, light heavyweights in this division, and he'll need to prove himself once again, but um, the metrics are, are certainly there this week. Again, minus 370 as a favorite. He also has the best inside distance line on the entire card at minus 115. He's a capable striker. He's a capable grappler, and if you look into the numbers, it, it's... Krylov's very offensively sound, but his defense is quite lacking. Uh, Krylov defense strikes at 41% compared to 68% for Magomedov, or excuse me, for Ankalaev in comparison. And Krylov's only defending 52% of takedowns compared to 85% of takedowns for Ankalaev. So I just think Ankalaev has the better skill set here. I think he's able to land takedowns if he wants to. I think he has potential to hurt Krylov if he wants to. He can win this fight by decision. He can win this fight by knockout. He can win this fight on the mat. So biggest favorite on the card, best inside distance line on the slate, a variety of paths to victory. That makes Ankalaev my favorite cash game play at the top of the board, 9.3K this week. Okay, moving on to my tournament play of the week. It's going to be Ronnie Lawrence at 8.6K. And this is an interesting fight. Uh, Lawrence is making his UFC debut at minus 160 against Vince Cachero, who's plus 140. Lawrence did win his contract on the Contender Series. And we've seen a number of times these Contender Series fighters make their UFC, UFC debut and they just don't look that great. And so I'm not super convinced Lawrence is some actual talented prospect. I don't think he's a, a, a fantastic striker. I don't think he's a great athlete. I don't think he's a dangerous finisher. So that's kind of why he's only minus 160 here. I don't consider this to be 
uh, a lock spot by any stretch. However, I do like Lawrence's skill set, and if you know me, you know I love grappling and volume, and Lawrence attempted 17 takedowns in 15 minutes on the Contender Series, which is an incredible rate. He landed 12 of them. Um, that shows just the willingness to grapple in itself is awesome, and the, that takes a lot of cardio as well. 12 takedowns. He had 10 minutes of control, only 28 significant strikes, but we've just seen how well grapplers score with this new system, and it only takes a couple takedowns to rack up top control, to rack up non-significant strikes, and I think he's going to need to go back to the well with his wrestling against Cachero, who's more of an aggressive striker. Cachero lost his UFC debut to Jamal Emers, which is a, a step up in competition, uh, but Emers did take him down five times, and I, I just believe Lawrence, in a win, is very likely to land takedowns, earn top control time, land non-significant strikes, significant strikes, etc. And at 8.6K, um, you know, he's one of the few fighters who I think has potential to smash just based on that grappling volume alone. So, of course, this is a risk. It's a tournament play. But as always, we're searching for upside. And there is few fighters on the slate with higher upside than Lawrence with his grappling potential alone. Uh, minus 160 to win. Not even looking for him to win inside the distance. Just hoping for takedowns, control, etc. Lawrence at 8.6K will be my tournament play of the week. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week. It's going to be Montana De La Rosa at 7.8K. And again, it comes down to her grappling potential. She is a plus 120 underdog against Myra Bueno Silva. And I just believe that Rosa has a wrestling edge here. Silva's a pretty good submission grappler. And she's already won by armbar from her back twice in the UFC in three fights. And she won by submission on the Contender Series as well. So even if De La Rosa gets takedowns here, there's always that chance, especially in lower-level women's MMA, that she gets on top and just gives up an armbar. And that would suck, but um, doesn't really matter to me. I'm willing to play Rosa because of the way that Silva fights from her back she's not necessarily an aggressive scrambler she tends to give up takedowns and when she gets taken down she's going to lay on her back and look for submissions and that leads to a lot of control time uh, marina morose who's not an especially good wrestler took her down twice um, controlled position for nearly five minutes landed 176 total strikes De La Rosa is a better wrestler than Morose. She lands um, 1.96 takedowns per 15 minutes, and she's taken down better competition. You know, she took down uh, Viviani Arujo. She took down Andrea Lee five times. She's a, a, a fairly physical fighter, and I think she can get Bueno Silva to the ground. And more importantly, I think she's going to need to get Bueno Silva to the ground because Bueno Silva is an aggressive striker, uh, more powerful, and... De La Rosa's best chance to win is by earning top position. So again, it's similar to what I said with Lawrence in the sense that if Rosa wins this fight, if, she's a plus 120 underdog, but if, I think it's going to come with takedowns. doesn't have to be six takedowns, but even two to three is going to be very, very helpful. At 7.8K, those two to three takedowns could easily lead to five, seven minutes of top control time, could easily, easily lead to 100 total strikes. Um, so at 7.8K, I think De La Rosa has 
tremendous upside. One of my favorite plays below the mid-range for that reason alone. Plus 120 to win, but I'm definitely taking shots on her on DraftKings at 7.8K. Finally, my fade of the week for Rosentruck versus Gone. It's going to be Angela Hill at 9.2K. She is the second most expensive fighter on the board here. And another big favorite, minus 370 to win against Ashley Yoder. But we've seen this scoring system absolutely kill fighters like Angela Hill to the point where if Angela Hill goes out there and, and dominates Ashley Yoder on the feet, which she's somewhat expected to do, lands 120 significant strikes over 15 minutes, that's going to score you 78 points on DraftKings. That is not enough at 9.2K. In the past system, that would have scored you 90 points, just as an example. So volume striking alone doesn't get it done. And Yoder needs this fight on the mat more, more than likely. So I don't expect Angela Hill to mess around with the ground game too much. Of course, there's a chance that Hill just wins by knockout, but she's not a, a traditional knockout artist, and her inside distance line is very poor here at plus 445, so not expecting a finish there. She only lands, let's see, 0.4 takedowns per 15 minutes, so not expecting much grappling. Um, the bottom line is we have Ankalaev at 9.3K. We have Surreal Gone at 9K, who's going to be a very popular target. And then there's a bunch of fighters in this 8K range who have some upside as well. Angela Hill, I think she's pretty likely to win. I just think she's a better striker than Ashley Yoder. She lands strikes at a very high volume, much more technical, much faster. However, at 9.2K, she's going to need a, a career best performance. Volume's not going to get it done. And I simply cannot rely on Angela Hill to win by knockout or to dominate on the mat. So. Angela Hill, 9.2K, is going to be my fade of the week, and I don't mind taking a share or two of Ashley Yoder as the underdog there just for some low ownership grappling upside as well. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. As always, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment below who your favorite DraftKings play of the slate is. If you're looking for full DraftKings breakdowns, rankings, projections, uh, betting content and more you can find that at dailyfanmma.com got everything you need there um, you can follow me on twitter app right aptly double t double p until next week best of luck uh, take care stay safe talk to you soon peace